Welcome to Bruja Baddies. This is Jean. This is Nicole. This is Daniel, and we are a podcast to magically disappoint your parents. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Our next episode this fall. We're here. We're here now. Where, should we start off with some uh, some announcements? Yeah, Patreon yeah. Family. Hi. First of all, we have a Patreon. What's our link again? Patreon.com forward slash Bruja Baddies. I think. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, we do have some fan mail announcements. I think, uh, so just reading this outline, I got really excited because I, I just saw this. I didn't see it earlier. <laughs> so um, um, if, you, if y'all can remember, um, we took a, we even had a photo shoot at the Cafe 86. And I guess the Cafe 86 owner noticed our photo shoot for those episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, for the episodes that was there. What, 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 what? I guess they're like promotional photos. Yeah. 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 Um, but I guess they contacted us, mm-hmm. um, offering us to do a future meet and greet someday there. So um, firstly, <laughs> you're going to get your Bruja fix. And yes. now you're going to get your Ube fix. And then your Bruja. Brube. Brube. New drink. New drink. New drink. <laughs> Brube. Um, but yeah, so maybe in the future, we'll see you there. And also, thank you, thank you, thank you, Cafe 86. Yes. I think that you got that message like at the end of our recording last week. Yeah. Yeah, it's like right as we were leaving. Oh, wow. Yeah. Jean okay. got that. Yeah. yeah. I was cool. like, thanks, friend. <laughs> as cool. she gave me her phone number. Hell yeah. <laughs> Local celebrities. Right. Those are DMs we welcome. We've been getting other DMs we're not Yikes. too hot about. Yes. Uh, well, slide in, but also make sure that it's worth it. If you haven't heard from us in five days, it's a no. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, well, it's time to check in. Yeah. But we also have a special guest here. Can you say hi? Zwei. Hi, guys. I'm Zwei. <sighs> so honored to be part of the oh podcast. Oh, my gosh. It was serendipitous. It's taken us a year to get you here. <laughs> but we're here now. We are here. Um, all right. Well, we'll check in. I'll let people know what's going on with me. I'll just ask a check-in and then fill you in about my life. Yeah. <laughs> what a narcissist. It is Virgo season. For exactly. Are you Virgo? Yeah, yeah. Whoa. So we're honoring Virgo. Also, happy belated birthday to other Virgo. Yeah. Other Bruja. Bruja. Yeah, Bruja Virgo. Brube. Brube. Yeah, Brube Virgo. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, there's many of them. Did you, I don't know, Daniel. Yeah. No, not you, Daniel. Oh. But Camille's Dan- Daniel. Yes. Is a Virgo. Wait, Camille doesn't have a Daniel. Yeah, you are Camille's Daniel. No, no Camille, there's Daniel so Santos. Am, oh my gosh, yes. I'm so this sorry. Like, who's on first? <laughs> <laughs> so many Daniels. So many Daniels. Um, he's a Virgo and it shows. Oh, oh yeah. Dang. So, for yeah. sure. What does that even mean? Um, a type, so doing the most and everywhere. That's you, wow. Daniel, oh. and also Daniel. But Daniel's a Cancer. I'm a Cancer. Yeah. Do I have Virgo? In I'm my talking t- about Daniel Santos. So. That's his name. Yes. Yes. Oh. There are engagement photos. Amazing. So are, really aren't cute. they so cute? Let's hey. talk about that for a moment. Can someone color that picture for? Yes. Um, I, I'll look it up real quick. I, I think, think I, I have. You them probably too. have it. They like, were they me. were wearing um, barong Tagalogs mm-hmm. yes. inside of a historical Filipino store, uh, like a historical sorry sorry store. What, was it here in Vegas? No, was Seattle. It in Seattle. Yeah. Oh, oh wait, maybe I wow. don't have those. Can you t- can you tell that they're uh, <laughs> academic? 
while the- also being active. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. While also being fashion forward. You can be yeah. all the things. I think it's on. Oh, are you on it's, oh, it's no, on Instagram, Instagram here? Let me- Don't ask this. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I, I thought she sent them to me. I bet when you open, when Daniel's been off the grid from social media. So, like, if you, he were to ever open his notifications now on Instagram, it'd be like a million notifications. Oh, yeah. Wow. Are you just taking a break like a hiatus? No, I'm like, I don't, it's I don't know. It's after you read that book. Yeah, it's after I read Tolentino. Yes, oh, after I read gorgeous. Trick Mirror. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Love it. We're, I'm we're here for the Telesaria. Me too. We're, right? Yeah. That's a vibe. That's a vibe. <laughs> y'all are, we love y'all. So shout out to Camille and Dan. Hey, also, congratulations. congratulations. Yes. <laughs> So cute. Oh, what a tangent. I love it. Okay, so here's um, <laughs> three things. Um, this is, I'm going to share a long, long, short saga of my time at Starbucks on Sunday. So I was getting some seasonal apple chai tea because, you know, co- coffee kills me now. And behind, I was behind two middle school girls with their mom and um, auntie. I think they were all uh, like Latinx identifying. Um, so English was a second language and the adults let the kids order whatever, right? So they got the biggest drink. I think it was like, a cookies and cream frappuccino, like the biggest one. A what Trenta. A Trenta. Yeah. <laughs> you used got... to work at Starbucks. <laughs> no, I used to be there too much. <laughs> <laughs> and so they also got a ton of cake pops too. And the adults just let them because, you know, they're your kids and you want them to be happy. But it brought me back to my own upbringing when I used to swindle my dad for like McDonald's every day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I don't know. It just made me... And, you know how we're enamored with Starbucks or McDonald's and stuff. So I was just thinking about like how media, the media we consume as like adolescents defines our happiness and what's pleasurable. So I was like, oh, it's, I don't know. I started to really reflect on like what I do with my heart, my parents' hard earned money. Cause like, you know, we talk a lot about how nurses are making like six figures now, but like back in the day in Guam, like they were making 15, 20,000. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that was like, my mom was like, I made it, but she didn't really make it, man. Like, so um, In comparison. In comparison. Yeah. But I was just like, oh, whatever, it's infinite. And my parents don't really know what I'm ordering because it's like English is a second language. So I'll be like, give me triple X. Oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> so like clearly taking advantage. Um, so this is the PhD thesis I will never write for my alternate universe sociology degree. Um, <laughs> this is your, your dissertation? <laughs> my dissertation title is like, what is the overall impact of sugar, caffeine, and coffee culture on the American youth and their behavior. Oh my God. The implications also as children of immigrants. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Bitch. Publish (sighs) it. Publish it. Azine. One thing too. Azine. (laughs) We're we're putting all these uh, keywords in That should be copyrighted already. (laughs) Right? Right. Um, Also, my mom's in town. Yay! Yeah. Uh, She came on the day we had our second class and I played for Nicole, my mom yelling at my dad and brother. Wait, you played? Wait, what does that mean? It was during um, our break and I had it on full volume and you could just hear her getting mad like... <laughs> she was so mad there was an extra car there and she claimed i didn't tell her about it but i swear i told her but in a family of selective listening i even drowned out you know so um yeah so she arrived and on brand she was yelling at people so my time will come um also i had a weekend with stitch the coys were out of town and i know mm. i looked happier than i should but you know what it was a good ass time with me and my dog we're cruising and we went to the dog park we ate at Lazy Dog together. And he was he was a dog with manners, y'all, because 
there was this one dog just bossing around um, their owner, like just barked every time the owner took a bite, so they'd have to give something. And Stitch was just like <laughs> looking at me, like you were the love of my life. And I said, you too, you were the love of my life. <laughs> so um, I had a really great time. Sorry, Chloe, but not sorry. And we also walked around Town Square, and someone stopped us and was like, your dog should be in best in show. <gasps> And I was Aww. feeling a little insecure about it because I was like, but he has one short leg and a broken tail, but thank you. You know what I mean? In my <gasps> head, you know, like, but I was like, he is a cutie. Yay. Stitch is best yeah. in show. I was going to say best in show. Yeah. <laughs> Stitch is the show. Um, me and Corsini <laughs> have this running joke that I was in labor for 48 hours to give birth to Stitch. Because <laughs> I'm like, he looks like me. We have long legs. <laughs> and Koi's dad buys into the narrative. He's like, yeah, yeah, 48 hours of labor. Like, so. that What a great. That's that's so great. So that's great. I love that everyone's playing along. Mm, yeah, mm. it'll be my next thesis for now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Nicole, updates. Uh, we, I mean, you know, we kind of do the same thing in our house. Like Heather carried biscuit, or I carried biscuit for a little bit. Yeah, and then I transferred him over yeah. to Heather's belly, <laughs> and that's ultimately where he like was birthed from sounds biologically sound to me (laughs) so does biscuit respond both parents equally um i mean you know we play our parts like who who is the one that has the tighter hold on the bean or (laughs) beans are like he knows who's the pushover parent Mm. And who's not the pushover? Right. Mm -hmm. They know though. Yeah. So I think they sense it. They They do. They do sense it. Yeah. Um, I didn't even finish Happy Birthday to Vera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. We just bl- blanket birthdays to Virgos. Out of <laughs> it's not not Virgos on my. All the love. They truly do. Um. So Gina and I went to an Aces game <laughs> last week, and I completely forgot that you're a jock. I mean, like I know you're a jock because I know you do kickboxing yeah. and that you could definitely take someone the fuck out yeah. like i know this about you but i forget that you played team sports yeah and so it was really interesting to hear you yelling like good screen good screen good screen and i'm like oh <laughs> shit you played team sports yeah. so it was like it was hella cool it was a good time it was really fun um i hope that the aces will give us tickets i know <laughs> <laughs> diversity night right. anyway oh, can i go I as know, well right. yeah we're um, manifesting it Yo. Yeah, just just at them. <laughs> yeah, we will put them in show notes. <laughs> yeah, you should. Um, I have kind of a a, a bummer <laughs> of a of an update. Um, I I found out that my dad is dying. Um, he's his kidneys are failing, and so I am processing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I did put. I put content warning on. When did you find out on the thing? Um, yesterday morning. Hmm. Yeah, because I was like, we had class and I didn't know. Yeah. Oh yeah, I would have. You yeah. would have told me. Yeah. Um, well, it's like it when it rains, it pours. Like my my car just like shit on me, mm-hmm. um, and so I'd been really stressed out about having to replace a car because yeah. I I haven't. There's nothing like car trouble. I mean, it's and I think. I'll, and I also want to revisit our conversation about money <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. because just like just the stress of having to buy a vehicle or to fix a vehicle mm. is just like, um, it's a lot. Not a fan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but so my mom texted me like at six in the morning yesterday, all this information about my dad. Yeah. 
Over text? Over text. Not even a phone call? No, I mean, like, we're a texting family. Okay, as long as you're okay. And we're kind of awkward. Like, we don't really... It's... We're very awkward when it comes to talking about, like, uh, serious but solemn Mm. uh, subjects. So, like, sure, we can yell at each other, but when it comes to, like, sadness, um, then it gets super awkward. That's a real thing that happens in families. Yeah. Yeah. How are you taking it? I feel like you're, you present yourself so calm right oh, now. Oh, I'm, you know, it's disassociation. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, no. We don't mean to laugh at no. you. I'm sorry. Um, I think that the, like, being in therapy for as long as I've been in therapy is helping me make sense of this. Mm. And so I, I definitely brought tissues with me. Oh, yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> I know I'm going to cry about it. And I'm not, and I think I'm coming to terms with, like, just cry about it. Like, mm. whatever. Um, my dad and I have a very weird relationship also. Um, and, like, as as I've gotten older and been more comfortable with my identity as a queer person, it's, like, the further we drift apart yeah. from each other. Mm-hmm. And so, like, my adult years are, like, they're not as close as they are with my dad. And so on the one hand, I am like so sad mm-hmm. that like my dad is dying. On the other hand, I'm like, I'm, I guess the other hand is just like sad, but also like angry and frustrated mm-hmm. because this isn't like, I think his kidneys being an issue is not new. Like I remember being an undergrad and him having to like mm. get checked up to check out his liver level or his kidney levels. I keep getting them mixed up. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a strong chance that he'll have to go through dialysis. Yeah. Mm. And my dad's <clears throat> 87. Wow, I, he does not look it at all. I, I, I think dialysis is going to be like really hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really is. And so I think it's taxing. This is just like a time for us as Raul's like kids and his grandkids and his spouse to like start preparing for death mm-hmm. and like what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And so um yeah, I'm just I'm sad. My dad's an asshole, but I'm right. I'm sad. Mm-hmm. Um I'm trying not to hold on to the stress of like, because he's going to make decisions. He's, he has historically made decisions that like I have not um, agreed with. Mm-hmm. And there are things that he can do that I just have to like let go and let roll. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> I think this is like the ultimate let go and let roll. Yeah. But I think other people are are going to have a hard time with this. Right. Like my mom mm-hmm. and my sisters. Right. And his grandchildren. So getting old is a scam. Yeah. Um, and I knew that I would have, like, we are all going to have to go through this. Like, yeah. as we get older and as our parents age, <clears throat> um, I guess it's like a reality that I was hoping to not have to deal with until i don't know yeah. five ten years right right <laughs> from yeah. now um <clears throat> but 
I think I'm just trying to take every day as it comes and to try to enjoy what time I have left with my my dad and hopefully I don't know it's like because of all the therapy that I've done and all the things that we learn at school yeah. it's like really hard to look at my parents and see like how immigration and just like their upbringing and how like they still carry wounds from that yeah. mm-hmm. and how like that affects our upbringing and yeah. <laughs> it's hard to see my parents like not um kind of let go or I see yeah yeah uh, find a different way of communicating with us or <clears throat> being softer to themselves it's it's kind of sad. Yeah, you raise a really good point about like who whose job is it to do the work of softening or reconciliation or um, mending because mm-hmm. that's really tough. And like now there's a clock. Yeah. yeah. Right. <sighs> and, you know, the immigration piece is important because like we still it's still so understudied what stressors are impacting our parents psychologically and physically Mm -hmm. that saves the cycle we're like it's so under-researched and doesn't make it better but thanks for sharing Mm -hmm. that's a reality i mean we (laughs) this this podcast is about you know disappointing parents and whatnot but also like at the very core of like our relationship with our parents right yeah yeah reparenting our parents yeah Mm -hmm. um is this too much of a personal question to ask if this realization would bring you closer together? Um, the realization of, like, just his his limited time? Mm-hmm. Um, it might. You know, I, I think it might. I don't know <laughs> how ready I am to be, like, that vulnerable with him. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he, like, I guess there's always, like, the um, the fear of, like, how are my parents going to react to things or mm-hmm. just in general. Um, but it would be worth having that conversation with him. Yeah. yeah. Just to be, like, we can make a choice to continue to dance around each other for as, for as long, long as you yeah. have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or we can like let go of all these things that make each other angry yeah and we can just have fun like we used to Mm -hmm. so this just has my wheels turning in terms of like grief is important and feeling it but there is a potential of harm you know what i mean because the fact that you have self-awareness and that you're stable right now i don't know which relatives will begin to lean on you to borrow that to borrow that labor if that makes any sense because you're like you know and you're navigating but then you know whatever cousin or siblings like hey and this and this and mm-hmm. what about this and this and like yeah because i've seen that happen in families too especially filipino families like for sure there, there begins yeah. to be one one offspring that begins to be a pillar and then all of them start getting that per- that pillar it's a pillar but also a punching bag because it's like nobody yeah. can navigate the right. well the grief yeah well. i don't know that i have anyone in my family 
within like my generation that is, considers me a pillar <laughs> or like anything like that. I yeah. think it's I think that like my nibblings are probably the ones that are more like self-aware about mm-hmm. like they're they're more self-aware about like toxicity and mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like um and navigating our parents and the trauma <laughs> right um I I am I'm worried for my mom um cuz she's and this is like I can be worried about her um but like I'm doing the same thing that I'm worried about her doing is like stress her stressing out about my dad and him making whatever decisions he makes and then she getting stressed out over it to the point where it like deteriorate deteriorate oh, this her is own a real health. thing mm. this yeah, is a heavy. real thing and yeah. Yeah. to the point where it's like um that I'm going to be doing the same thing about her. Because, like, like such generational a cycle. Yeah. Slide. yeah. Just like generational trauma, it's like generational behavior. It's our yeah. response, yeah. our call and response to what we know and how we <gasps> act. And it's so hard to break because it's all yeah. we know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a ripple effect. It is a ripple yeah. effect. Yeah. I was like, Mom, we made a deal. Yeah. You don't go first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well. I mean, I guess she's making good on it. <laughs> it's fucked up but um um thanks for letting me share that yeah here yeah thanks for sharing <laughs> and thanks for your great words of encouragement and just words to like things to think about yeah. things to ponder on in a healthy way mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah awesome we're here for you thank you mm-hmm. and you know that but we're just we're here for you it's good to hear. Yeah. Oh my, oh my gosh. Zwei gives the best hugs. I still need to get a hug from Zwei. Facts on facts on facts. Yeah. Um, that was just, I felt that. And um, last year, my partner's mom passed away mm. when we were moving. So um, I felt like what you were sharing about, you know, trying to make ends meet before, mm. you know, it happens. I feel like that's very important before it's too late and i think it's especially important in like um families with queer children too oh that other layer yeah yeah so daniel update (laughs) yes update um i want to start off with uh that uh dr camille Unco in the future is is visiting for just like a really quick trip um so she's here for the weekend oh my gosh we're just Um, talking about that celebrity i know (laughs) um so we're gonna go see an exhibit of princess diana you Um, nerds (laughs) yeah well okay so like cody's a like history buff and camille and i were talking about how why is it that we're so like we're so like filipinos or maybe like filipino immigrants are so fascinated by the royals but specifically diana yeah mm. my mom was went hard for like same, diana. Yeah. same yeah. <laughs> underdog yeah i think that's it but like not really like an underdog okay but yeah. that's like the core of every telesario right like it, oh, where it's yeah. like super rich family and then underdog love interests and yeah. they navigate the waters and yeah 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 but yeah, so we're gonna go see that uh that exhibit um and uh she's going to be uh She's going to be not in America. Yeah, she's moving for her uh, for like uh, practically the last part of her doctorate's program. Oh my gosh! So she's like doing her research and writing her papers now. Um, <gasps> she's so, the real deal. How exciting! Yeah. Um, a badass. You got it, uh, Doctor Unco. 
Um, so that's update number one. Um, number two, um, this uh, gave me a lot of joy this week after, <laughs> after what happened last week. Um, so one teacher approached me and was just like, hey, so I have sixth graders who have a lot of questions about just like being a teenager hmm. uh, and, and like becoming like a high schooler. Would you be willing to have like your advisees be pen pals with my advisees? I'm just like, yes, I miss I pen love pal that. culture. Me too. Um, Does that so- still exist? <laughs> Apparently, oh, apparently so. <laughs> um, so we're gonna do pen pals. So then, like every week, like the art teacher is going to bring her advisees like letters, and then like my advisees will answer. And I delivered the next week. <gasps> I so that's really cute. Yeah. Um. So I'm uh. super super excited, and like I told my like seniors, and they're just like, oh, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> we're sold. We're gonna do that's it. A good reaction. Um. And then just as a continuation from last week, <laughs> I love how um, you're giggling. So. Uh, so last week, y'all, like I told you about how, you know, like there's a parent who got really angry and kind of just like terrorized me. Um, karma kind of hit her. <laughs> Oops. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. Karma kind of hit her. Yikes. Um, I mean, part of it too, kind of like reflecting back on it, like why was I put in that situation? Like mm. did karma also put me in that situation? Mm. But mm. I got out of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um uh, thank you for Nicole and also for Jean for just for being there last week because yeah, I just that's needed a doozy. Yeah, I just needed that support. Um, and then we were texting like mm-hmm. on Friday. <laughs> I got a phone call from um, from one of my coworkers just checking in on me, which like again, like I'm I'm super super uh, super super grateful for that. Um, and then I was just sitting out on the balcony. The next <laughs> oh, thing I hear no. is just the balcony door locking on me. I'm like, what in the fuck? My my little my my cat, <laughs> my younger cat, loves to watch whenever like I'm outside because um, like I'm the one that they look out for. Mm. <laughs> so they're just like looking out for me or looking like looking for where I am and all that stuff. And he loves to like play around with the blinds mm-hmm. and where the doorknob is. And I guess this time he just locked it. Mm. My keys were inside. Oh no. My partner was out of town. <laughs> um, and then everyone else is about, like, what, 15 to 20 minutes away from me. And I'm like, and it was flash flood season. Yeah. So I was just like, is it going to rain on me out here? And I was just trying to figure out, like, okay, I have towels out here. I'm going to, like, rappel down, like, the balcony. <laughs> and I was just like, Stop what's it. the point of rappelling if I don't have the keys? Like, oh, I still yeah. have to, like, like, the office was closed and I, like, didn't want to call. So then I was just like, okay, what can I do here? What can I do here? Um... I I I found um, I found like uh, gardening shears and I tried just like prying the door open didn't work. I tried using um, like the the metal part of like the plugs of outlets <laughs> or not outlets of no. like the actual plugs to try to like finagle like the bolt <laughs> no, and it doesn't goodness. work. And then luckily, our window was unlocked. Uh, so then I just popped out the um, I popped out the the screen. I like. Uh, slid the window open but then Bubba my cat was just like just trying to get out trying to get out so it was like I couldn't reach so I was just like move move <laughs> um, I was already like just having such a a great day <laughs> full, full fucking day for um, and I, I literally just like had to reach in I had to like push my cat out of the way reach in unlock the door and finally was able to get in and, and Bubba was just like oh hi dad nice to see you and I'm like what the fuck dude um <laughs> I texted, uh, I texted the, the Bruja crew, and I was just like, I'm a gaver that shit. Ah, you really did? Um, I'm a gaver. 
Um, really did. Finally, Cody calls me back from like calling him like twice. Um, and she's like, hey, like, what's up? What's happening? And I was like, oh, I got in already. <laughs> but thankfully, I was able to go in before it started raining. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I got in nice and dry. I got high because I was just like, fuck this. Like, <laughs> I'm going to go to sleep. But yeah, that's uh, that's that's my week. Spoiler alert, he made it. He lived. <laughs> yes. Yes. None of your cats went out. Yeah, no, yeah. none, oh. none. Yeah, that's so funny. My gay bird. Yeah. Why? How was your week? Uh, it's been a week. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about just. I, I think we mentioned financial strains. Mm. Um, I picked up another job at Shinjuku Ramen um, in Chinatown, uh, just to make ends meet because my partner recently quit his job um but is looking for mm-hmm. another one as a writer or freelance writer mm-hmm. but serving is hard in vegas it's a different animal it's altogether. A, i don't know if it's just the because we're in such a transient city and everyone's trying to be on budget mm-hmm. and um just save with with what they want to do in the city like i don't want to say tips aren't as good but i feel like they could be better mm-hmm. and, yeah um i'm not one to constantly look at how much i'm making but these jobs kind of encourage it so i almost feel like i take it personally sometimes mm-hmm. when like i get 10 percent or lower i'm like did i do something mm-hmm. wrong? Oh, yeah like, how can you, know, you not think that yeah yeah and i never want to think that because i like to treat everyone on an equal plane mm. and you know start fresh with new customers but i get it like you know where money's tight you know you're you're on vacation like you can't give all to your server on the first day but it does kind of make me feel insecure on what i do for a living mm-hmm. while i'm you know working towards better goals um but yeah i've just been hit with that and um just lack of sleep mm-hmm. on caffeine all the time <laughs> i know you guys know the drill. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah that's that's been kind of my weekend um thanks for sharing that because yeah i i think people don't think deeply enough about how we should tip a little bit more mm-hmm. yeah or even be considerable or even being a, a, an amicable customer and, yeah you know not being an asshole is also right yeah. helpful well i read um because my partner he's always telling me that i over tip like i usually go 20 to 25 and i'm like isn't 20 like the standard and he's like well i think 15 is the standard and i'm like is it? It's hard when you work in the food industry. (laughs) When you work in the food industry, you feel more compelled to tip more just because you know what that means to you. I Mm -hmm. think so because years of experience has made me think like 20 and 25 is, you know, that's what I like to strive for. But when people go 10 to 15, I feel like, oh, you've never worked in the service industry. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just kind of gauge it at that. I thought it was, I thought, 20 was the standard now. Like, I think it's been the standard for a while. Okay. For the people in this room. (laughs) (laughs) For the working class. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I think people have maybe changed their own standards, but yeah. Maybe, yeah. Because I want to say 15 was probably the standard, like, 
in the early 2000s? <laughs> in the 90s? Yeah, but yeah. for sure, 20 and up. Yeah, especially when you kind of have to live off your tips, too. Yeah. 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 And if, Inflation. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, so I do work at this Filipino restaurant in <gasps> Henderson called Full House. So good! Yes. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Full House, yeah. but um, some of the customers... Um, not gonna name names wow our own people hurting you (laughs) weird what a theme i know it's uh it feels like an ongoing theme but i do think (laughs) it's the older generation who doesn't appreciate the hard work of oh they love to negotiate they love to negotiate lower they do they do and (laughs) bartering full house make the prices higher They're always talking about the inflated prices too when we are a mom and pop restaurant just trying to survive um but it's, I guess it's an ongoing battle, you know, for mom and pop restaurants here in mm-hmm. Vegas. Yes, absolutely. Because um, I would not want to see Full House close down, which, you know, knock on wood. Right, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's relying on the backs of, you know, the returnees mm-hmm. and right. um, Gotta go there. new customers. Mm-hmm. Um, And just, yeah, I mean... There are some pla- my favorite places, and I've seen that they've raised the prices, but it's like, God, as, as long as the doors are still open on this. Exactly. Yeah, because, like, I'd hate to have to still give my money to the same corporations, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. where, who treat their employees very differently than, like, mom and pops. Yeah. Mm. But these are vo- all very key issues. Still persistent. So, yeah. Thanks for sharing. And if you guys do come, I'll make you guys a holo holo. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh. I guess we're going. I mean, you already sold us on the first time. <laughs> I have been like such an expert at making these things. Like it's it's second nature to me. I'm like, uh, you want a flaming holo holo? Gotcha. They're so good. Okay, I've never been. So. Oh my god! Yeah. For real? I know. We'll figure yeah. it out. Okay, brew day. Let's yeah. say yeah. 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 Brew day. <laughs> <laughs> brew bays are here. <laughs> Awesome. Okay. Well, you got a little bit snippet of Zawai's update. How do we how do we meet this <laughs> this this individual here? It's ray of sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> Did I approach you guys or you approached me? Oh gosh, I don't remember. I think it, we. I feel like the three of us were kind of like, do we know this person? <laughs> okay. Okay. This is the funny part. It was um, a cozy and um, so. Daniel usually volunteers, mm-hmm. and he, Daniel's fit has a tote and a beanie, and Zawai, you were out that weekend, okay. and Zawai was wearing a similar outfit, and they're, you know, without Zawai's boots right now, they were of a similar height, so we saw from the back of the head, Zawai, and we're like, wait a fucking minute, like, that's not Daniel, that's not fucking Daniel, <laughs> and that's when we moseyed on over to you. I think that well because I always wear hats and uh-huh. I had a tote. I don't know what I was wearing that day, but we did get a picture. I know we did get yes. A um, but yeah, I I've been listening to Bruja Baddies since the beginning of the pandemic because I think I Yee! caught um, your collaboration with. Filipino American life. Was it T yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I caught that and I was like, I gotta know what these baddies are all about. <laughs> um and then I saw 
that you guys did zines. Yes. Um, and then I was like, I don't know if I'm ever going to make it to Vegas, but destiny brought us to vegas in so many ways yeah yeah Yeah. so it's cozy bruja baddies and then you also had my filipino zine when you went to hawaii yes oh wow oh that yeah we're just pawns out here (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i went to maui and yeah the stretch marks was there yeah i was like what what the hana i know yeah it's so wild that really is like serendipitous yeah (laughs) and i think when you left the day of cozy i think you left an unfinished scene oh speaking of (laughs) i have it right oh my god (laughs) it was so good because it was like a recap yes well when uh i was cleaning out like after cozy i was like you know, people leave stuff like on the vol- on the DIY tables. I'm like, what's this? And then I I can't remember how we figured out it was yours. Isn't there a picture that he drew of himself drawing? Uh, let me see. I think I only did one page, but I do love cats. <laughs> was then, it orange? Was it the orange? The orange? Yeah, that's probably me. Yes. But I was trying to recap the day, and then I just got distracted. I think I might have had to leave. Let me see that. <laughs> How did we determine? Yeah, I was like, who is this? And then I, I you found. Oh, you it were... had Tagalog in it. Yeah. yeah. So, I think <laughs> that was, to do. That's the only, I think you figured out. Oh, this cracks me up because he was wearing orange that day. Yeah. And there's Tagalog in here. Wow. <laughs> so it could have only been. Zooey. Yeah. <laughs> Deductive skills. <laughs> <sighs> Wow. And Thank you for are. that. This is a keepsake. But yeah. I want to keep it for you guys. No, I wanted you to finish it. Okay. I'll or finish. I mean, okay, like, hold if, on. if you want to finish it. And then you can stream it. it. Yes. <laughs> well, yes. What were you going to say? Okay. There was also a moment. How did you find out about Cozy? Cozy? We're piecing together this mystery right now. I think I just saw a social media your, post? Yeah, on your story. And okay. I just had to go. Because, okay. But I didn't know if the whole squad would be there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just two two thirds. But also another funny thing happened with you. Besides, we were trying to meet up. Um, so we had a couple of coffee dates just I, to know his story. But there's one time where I got the dates wrong on going this poetry night, and I wrote this long apology <laughs> to Zwei, and it was the wrong fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> and that day, I was also stranded. Oh yeah, you were locked out of your car. I was locked out of my car. Oh, it was a it was a wreck. But somehow in this universe of things, Sawai is always near. This- <laughs> yeah, actually, don't live too far. But I wish I would have known you were locked out. Of your car. <laughs> MacGaver, that yeah, shit. MacGaver. MacGaver. <laughs> oh my gosh, new merch, MacGaver. Oh yes, please. I just you coming through a window. <laughs> He's like, hello. That is pretty funny. That is. Drafting it right now. I would actually wear that shirt. Honestly. So before we move on, or I guess moving on, how do you identify? Have we been misgendering you? (laughs) No, I think... uh, Oh, yeah, I asked before you showed up. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I identify as he, him, his... Um, I think I'm a self self proclaimed Capricorn. Mm. Um, let me see what else. Oh, I do have a Virgo moon. I don't know uh, what that makes so much makes sense. Makes me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. A planner. Uh, a coordinator. Creative. Maybe. Um, 
and, and personality traits. I'm an ENFP. I'm an ENFP. Oh, wait, you got more acronyms. <laughs> ENFP. You're an ENFP? I am an ENFP. Campaigner. <gasps> yes. But I'm turbulent. You must be assertive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only turbulent because I don't believe I'm successful. <gasps> for now. For, for now, now, for now. For now. Yes, for you're now. <laughs> I just have high doubts of myself. That is on generational trauma. (laughs) (laughs) That'll that'll be another story for another day. (laughs) Um, I don't mean to answer your question, but we connected a lot on our coffee dates, our two coffee dates, that you're an artist as well. Yes. Um, I'm actually for Full House. I am going to be doing a mural for them. (gasps) Um, Cannot wait. So that's in the works. Someone better to be holding your ladder because I've oh, done a mural yes. where someone didn't hold it. Oh, oh, for real? Oh, oh no, no, no. <laughs> Waddling through. It's all about the scaffold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no rely- relying on anybody. Yeah. Are those um, your mediums? Scaffolds? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cinder block walls. So uh, it's not my first medium. I would say mine's more digital animation. Okay. Um, but to get there, I found more creative freedom with hands-on. So I like painting. I've actually been getting into, um, like, like clay, like making more mugs for myself or, um, just little claymation projects. Um, but... I feel like for me, my artist process is almost delayed. Like I'm procrastinating. Like I never finish once. Like I can start a bunch of projects, but can I finish them? Probably not. So this mural is kind of like a testament on if I can finish a project Mm. for the Filipino community. Because I feel like in a sense, I want to do things for the Filipino community. So I feel more whole. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I need you to put subliminal uh, messaging for the Titas and Titos to be like, tip well. <laughs> stop arguing. <laughs> what a big 20. <laughs> yeah. well, I don't know if you guys worked um, f- with Clover, but there's oh, yeah, like Clover, a yeah, yeah. tipping aspect. And I feel like every Clover I've worked with always has the same thing. It's always like, great, wow, amazing. I want to put, like, edit it to be like, galing. Like, we need some, like, Filipino slang in there, so the teachers will be like, oh, ganda. We're going to tip 30%. That's genius. Yeah, just so they can relate, so they're not like, oh, it's just, like, another generic 15%. Wow. Also, you're preaching in a choir on, like, unfinished projects. This is the unfinished projects crew, so no shame. You're in a safe space. But there is something beautiful about unfinished. Like, there's something finished about unfinished. Ooh, okay. Tell us more about this. I love it. Because it's like, art is a journey. Like, let it it be. That's true. It is. Well, it's a learning process for yourself. Yeah. Like, you have to kind of understand why you didn't finish a project so you can continue finishing it Mm -hmm. the way you've learned how to finish it mm-hmm. i don't know if that made sense yeah no it does yeah. like to to navigate art in a way where it feels like like it's really coming out of your heart and not like it's not forced yes right okay so i don't know if you guys post your art online but i have such an insecurity 
with posting like a polished work Mm. Um, and if it's not ready for social media I feel like I can't post it it has to stay in the drafts but I feel like if you put it out there for people to observe and critique it's a timestamp on when you actually finished a project but that's another way of looking yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. but even though it's unfinished you it's literally timestamps that you finished your goal i just want to say all your ideas as of how many minutes we've been into this episode have been such universal thought processes yeah. um work in progress yeah work in progress and like i'm sure there's a lot of anxiety surrounding the definition of polish the yeah. definition of um quality or yeah you gotta have an internal galing yeah ganda yeah. <laughs> Just for Clover, yeah. Inner goggle. Um, so Zai, where are you from? Where did you grow up? This is a unique one. Oh man, (laughs) I feel like this is a loaded question. Um, so I was born in Germany. Um, we were military army. Auf Deutschland, yeah. Das ist Deutsch. speaking German way faster before this air, we came on there. But um, my full name in German <gasps> oh. is Johann der Zweite Domingo Legat. So it translates into John the Second. So, der Zweite, yeah. Yeah, I, my, my dad is a John, so I was named John the Second, and then I was also the second child. Wow. So my mom and dad, they packed so much into my name all at once, and they're like, you are Zwei. This is back to the, the royals conversation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess, yeah, my mom was really inspired by the royals. So yeah. she was like, yeah, you're going to be the John II, for sure. <laughs> John II. I feel like that's such a Filipino yeah. name, too. It's like John John. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Wait, okay. How do you spell Johan? Uh, on my birth certificate, it's J-O-H-A-N. Okay. I was about to say J-H because that's a very Filipino thing <laughs> yeah. to spell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. The J-H's. Oh, is. Is. Yeah. We know a J-H. Yeah, we do. Jenna Halili. <laughs> uh, so tell us more. Okay, yeah, so then more. we moved from Germany to Virginia to Georgia. So then we were stationed in this military town in coastal Georgia called Hinesville, in Fort Stewart, where it's like maybe like forty-five minutes to an hour to Savannah, so I actually identify as Savannah native. Mm. Um, You're southern. I, I'm the southern <laughs> belle. <laughs> I hear Savannah's beautiful. It is. It's, it's. I miss it so much. I just miss the smell of the salty air, um, and. Them trees. The tree, the moss. Yeah, I miss the moss. Really? It's weird. I don't miss the mosquitoes. Hell no. Mm. But I do miss, like, the mugginess, the trees, <laughs> um, the beach. Like, we had access to the beach. We lived on Talehi Island, which is close to Tybee. Mm-hmm. Um, and then right across the river was South Carolina. So you would cross into Bluffton and then Hilton Head. Um, and I used to just take road trips to South Carolina. Ew. Um, Doing dangerous things? Yeah. Not uh, really. Okay. It was mostly just like fucking around. Um, 
with my high school friends, like at the pier or just like all these exclusive neighborhoods because Hilton Head was just very... Is that like, old money? Yeah, it's old money. <laughs> um, and then new money would be Bluffton. So I think Justin Bieber bought a house there. Wow. Like Your neighbors. Yeah. Um, how many other Filipinos were here in these parts? Um, oh, I, I only knew like maybe but a handful. I could literally count them on my hands. Mm. Mm. Wow. Oh, and then I also went to a Catholic military boys' school. Wow, that's too oh. layered. I, <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm so glad you came out gay. Like, <laughs> Wait, I, I'm so glad you're alive. <laughs> I would also just like to say that Zwei is uh, wearing a very pink shirt. Mm. <laughs> I, I think we should talk about like their outfits too, like yeah. our guests' outfits, because yeah. we did. Oh my god, we should. Outfits. Oh, we're yeah. not matching today. We're not matching today, not but today. but uh, giving me very uh, what what did you say? Carby, carby vibes. Ken very pink Barbie. flowers. Has a pin that says "buckla" because yes. fuck. <laughs> in the Barbie fonts. In okay. the Barbie font. Yes. So the outfit is Sunday School from LA. Shout out to Sunday School. Hey. Hopefully you guys can work with them because they've got amazing stuff. Okay. Ooh. I don't know if you guys love the green, but yeah, they're very green Ooh. friendly. Mm. Oh my gosh. So pink shirt, McGaver. <laughs> <laughs> and it's almost like a crop top. I didn't realize. It, but yeah. Oh, it looks so sharp. And then okay. I have a cowboy hat because I was really inspired. And kind of combat boots, I think. Oh, they're... You've got your dogs, dogs. on. Okay, yeah, okay. my doggies. And let's not forget the choker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well-dressed, well-dressed. Yeah. We Best in show. Best, Best in show. show. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is Savannah... Isn't Savannah, like, the most haunted city in the yes, United States or something? Yes, it is. Thank you for bringing what that What does that up. mean? Um, so I think just like a bunch of people died there. I don't know the history, but like <laughs> hella people died. This is not a um, cited source. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Daniel has rolled away. We're, we're don't just, choke. Uh, this is not historic, historically cited, but it is founded upon deeply seated rumors. <laughs> <laughs> Confirmed by other people. Yes. And the ghosts that live there. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been on a ghost tour there, but yeah, people feed into the ghost lore, the mm. haunted. I think there was like pirates there at one point. Uh, pirates? Yeah. There's like, well, a, like the coast. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> There's a pirates restaurant. I forget what it's called. Our booty. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it. I think it was like a buffet. I forget, but... There's just a lot of kitschy things that are happening in Savannah. So it's a little touristy. Very touristy. Okay. But then I migrated to Atlanta um, for art school. I thought I was going to go to military college, but my direction was pointing to art. How did you go from military college to art? Like, how did you... So um, after graduating from military school... I had a full ride to go to the art school in Atlanta called Savannah College of Art and Design. Oh, that's SCAD? Good deal. Yes. yes. I have a whole book on SCAD. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> Wait, oh my did God. you apply there? No, I just have a whole book on SCAD. <laughs> <laughs> He's a nerd. Let him be. <laughs> yeah, so um, I wanted to pursue photography at the time, but then it kind of warped into like pursuing tv and film but production like i wanted to Mm -hmm. be a set designer i was like Mm -hmm. dead set on that 
Um, unfortunately, I didn't finish um, due to like mental health issues. Mm-hmm. But, A real thing. Uh, it was just like I was working at the time because I didn't meet standards for my scholarship, mm. and then trying to maintain a job and school i was like how does anybody do that mm-hmm. like drugs yeah <laughs> i mean i yeah it was definitely weighing on me and i i prioritized school so it was kind of heavy when i would go back home and people would be like what are you doing now like mm. are you in the career you wanted and it was always like a slap in the face because I was like, mm. can I be honest with them? Or first of all, can you be honest with yourself? Mm. And I was like, I gotta, I can't be around anybody who really cares about my future because it's really depressing me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to just, you know, stay in my little bubble. And I kind of created this family in Atlanta who didn't really like they knew i wasn't in school but they were just you know happy that yeah. i was just existing so um also a work in progress but i think that's why this move to vegas has really like kind of like uprooted myself into almost like a like a real reality sense like yeah. you need to get your shit <clears throat> together like i think i was so rooted in my um depression i guess or Mm -hmm. just whatever i was my but my head um i was so rooted in the south that this uproot has made a change for me for the better Mm. so georgia before vegas yeah yeah Yeah, i mean i don't know i think it's so important to distinguish like when something is over Mm -hmm. and then really finding people who don't define you by your labor, which is so hard because that's all Filipinos are really like every time people talk about Filipinos like, oh, they're hardworking people. And, you know, like, Mm -hmm. so that's so hard to grapple with. I'm going to just bounce off on you for Mm -hmm. that, because I do think you need to surround yourself with people who want to see a better change for you. Mm -hmm. Because if you surround yourself with people who know (laughs) what you're going through, but aren't changing it. I feel like that becomes toxic toxicity. Oh, I see, like, like enablers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, they yeah. Do enablers. and that's a good caveat. You just yeah, you yeah. don't realize that until you really take a step back and you're like, oh wow, I'm not really changing. And um, when we moved out here, we were saying like how stagnant we were in Atlanta, but we couldn't real like pinpoint what was so stagnant about it until we had a few months to really decompress and we're like was it the people like the ones we loved and i'm not saying that we are distancing ourselves away but that realization of like us not wanting to change for the better um and staying with that Mm -hmm. stagnant um was just toxic yeah it's almost like just you're seeing in a a different vantage point Mm. Yeah. yeah Yeah. From Mount Charleston. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great view. Great view. <laughs> yeah, sometimes people are just not a good mix. So there's like, uh, there's probably like sometimes no heinous like thing. They just, they don't bring out the best. Or, mm-hmm. yeah, or I, I can think of like a friendship I, I had where it was like we were trauma bonding and that we were like really 
uh, what was enabling each other is yeah. like alcoholism, mm. and but you don't know it yet because it's a good time. Yeah, because it's like people. in the moment, it's like fun, right? But then take a second, do do some work on yourself, and other folks doing work on themselves, and it's like <laughs> then you can come back to each other mm-hmm. and have and be friends in different ways. Yeah supportive yeah as you're kind of describing a little bit of your history or your interests i'm just like you're kind of like an amalgamation of the three of us were combined in a transformer because you said <laughs> yeah. Seth you said scat oh my god like i was just kind of like unfinished projects i'm like fuck man like are you for the future <laughs> are we just super saiyan fused together like what the fuck is happening <laughs> we're gems we just don't know anymore. yeah ah! yikes not mad at that anyway. <laughs> Um, my, so brought, you came to Las Vegas. So tell us about the early beginnings. And when you say we, um, he, he was your boyfriend at the time, who's yes. now your husband. Yes. Okay. So, oh, I should probably tell us. <laughs> um, so I actually met him through a mutual friend of ours in Savannah. Mm-hmm. So I was cha- trying to change my life. I was actually just done with the guys in Atlanta. I was like, uh, it's hookup culture. There's no really genuine relationship for me. I was done with the dating scene. Deleted all the apps. And I was like... Wow, so strong. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, uh, done. Um, I also think that's just very Capricorn. (laughs) I can kind of be cold-hearted when it comes to just, like, being done with things. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I came to Savannah, I didn't expect anything to happen between... um, His name's Joey. Um, between Joey and I, but we knew a lot of the same people. So remember how I was saying I was going to South Carolina all the time? Um, I actually knew and hung out with a bunch of his friends in high school, but we just never met. Whoa, serendipitous. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so when we first met, I was like, oh, do you know this person and this person? And he was like, how do you know all these people? And they're really close friends of mine, but we've never met. And I was like, I don't know, like... <laughs> I'm just the very seems, godmother in your life. It seems to me your superpower is just like you're in mm. like an orbit of people. Yeah, I do feel like I, what did he call it? He said I'm like an amplifier. Like yeah, I, yeah. I kind of amplify <laughs> things without knowing it. Yes. Um, and he was saying like, how do you know all these friends of mine? Like we need to link up when we go back to Atlanta. Because he was actually going to Georgia State at the time. And I was not at SCAD, but I was pursuing a career in bartending so i worked at this bar called burkhart's it's a local gay bar um over by piedmont park in downtown and then he was working at a juice bar at the time that was right across the street oh my gosh so i was I'm like how does this happen <laughs> how does this happen well, so i'll meet you it, yeah. it was very change some beverage <laughs> it was very serendipitous and then i walked across the street thinking like oh i'm just gonna talk to the person who's gonna tell me his schedule right um and it was him and he was there <laughs> and he was like oh what are you doing here like uh, i was like oh i'm just getting off work i might get a drink from you um but are you doing anything after this so he was like i'm actually getting off oh and we're about to <laughs> <laughs> so we ended up grabbing um something dinner <laughs> Oh, we did. Well, that comes later. Okay. But yeah, we <laughs> grabbed lunch at this cute um, southern fried restaurant, and then we 
walked it off at Piedmont Park, hmm. um, climbed some trees. We didn't think we would be so, like, connected <laughs> oh, so Wow. I know. It felt like a, like a, a romance. Honestly. It was, like, so pure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and we actually loved doing this. Like, we talked for hours, walked around Piedmont Park until it was dark, and then we didn't want the date to end. I didn't even think it was a date at first. I thought we were just, like, being friendly. Um so I was like, maybe we'll see where this goes. And then um, that night, we were watching, I think it was RuPaul season seven. Oh, God bless. I know. Violet Chachki. Oh, yes. <laughs> so she's from Atlanta. Yeah. Shout out to Violet Chachki. This oh is my God. all aligning. <laughs> um, Violet Chachki, please, dear God. Oh, my God. Put me in the corset. <laughs> yes. Sent for the gods. Um, but we were supposed to watch... I think it was like the second or third episode with some friends and they had canceled and I had invited Joey. I was like, Hey, you want to come watch the Ooh, show? What with a us? perfect night. And yeah, they canceled and it was just me and him. And we were like, okay, what do we do from here? And we ended up watching the show, but that night I think we went to a couple bars and then I took him home with me and then he just never left. This so, is better than Heartstopper. Yeah. That's- oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. This is grown Heartstopper. <laughs> I do love me Heartstopper. Yeah, yeah. Though. This is Heartstopper in the South. In <laughs> <laughs> <And> brown. <laughs> Southern fried Heartstopper. Hey! Oh! cholesterol. Oh, oh, yeah. Co- high cholesterol. <laughs> Cafe 86, new drink. I know. Yes. <laughs> okay. So then you both moved to Vegas. Uh, then, yeah, it took us a while to get to Vegas, but I think a lot of things had to line up. So um, through, the, through that time period, um, we had moved around Atlanta thinking like, oh, we'll purchase a house because we really like where Atlanta's going. Like it's becoming mm-hmm. the Yollywood of the South. Yeah. Like, uh, a lot of film and TV yeah. shows are coming here. Mm-hmm. And people from New York and LA are like, wow, it's so cheap. Let's gentrify this area. <laughs> right. That's um, a thought process, yes. <laughs> yes. But we were like, okay, we didn't realize what that would bring. Um, and it was just making things so unbearable for us. Mm. So we're just like, okay, it's causing a lot of traffic, first and foremost. But... Like, it's pushing us out of houses we would call homes. Mm. Like, we try to get a house several times out of Atlanta, but we weren't the first choice. And we would write, you know, these heartfelt letters, like, being like, we could see ourselves growing here. Um, And we would always be second pick. But because we weren't cash buyers, they were like, uh, no. Like, Mm. they weren't going to put a loan on us. So, um, I think it was... Maybe, like, about the 12th attempt that we were just like, you know, is it really meant to be that we were, like, mm, staying here? important lesson, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so, um, around that time, my dad got sick with COVID here in Vegas. He was living here, and this this is another story, because, but he had a daughter, like, probably, like, two, so she would have been four when he was here, but... We came here because he got sick with COVID and he needed help parenting. So Joey and I were like, maybe we can help parent, Um, which never happened. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because my older sister, she kind of stepped in and she was like, 
I'll raise your daughter or our sister right. on top of her two kids. But she was overwhelmed with that. And um, at the time we were living with her, she was like, there's too much going on in this house. She's overwhelmed. Um, she was having a lot of like heavy trauma from my dad not raising Mm-hmm. his own daughter right. and him like she was having like like back, flashbacks flash yeah. Yeah. and she was like wow was our dad like this shitty of a dad I'm sorry but yeah, yeah it was like she is raising his own daughter and I felt like she was seeing that us being raised when we were kids he was pawning us off on other people right and we didn't see it of course but yeah. she she clocked it she was like he's kind of a shitty dad right but i don't think he can come back from that because Mm, too far gone yeah Yeah. it's just it's almost like a habit and how how are you gonna keep on having kids and not take care of your own kids this is so interesting because her intention and your intention was to do right by your youngest sister yeah Mm -hmm. but then it's like almost too alleviating for the father that is supposed to be present right yeah Mm -hmm. yeah So then you left your sister's house. Uh, yeah, <laughs> because it was too. There's a lot going was, on there. It was too much, so we ended up getting a studio, which is a lot cheaper here yeah. in, than Atlanta. So we have a studio in downtown for like eleven hundred. Um, it comes with Wi-Fi, um, okay. also electric, and then water. So all of it that that's included. And we're like, this would never exist in Atlanta, but. It's basically the size of your cubicle. Hey. Like, that exact size. Okay. It's tiny. Yeah. yeah. Well, at least all the other stuff is included. And you're in a great part to just roam yeah. and walk. Yeah. We walk to First Friday. And yeah. also, we, we live over by the Arts House Theater. Yeah. So we're like, let's go see a movie. Right. So that it really worked out for you. Yeah. We like the area. Um, it's, you know, it's in proximity to a lot of things. Yeah. That's kind of uh, Nicole's area. Well, like, Vegas is not very pedestrian-friendly. Fr- no, it isn't. <laughs> but um, downtown, like, you can... Yeah. There's stuff to do yeah. that you can walk yeah. to. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. since I've moved here, I don't know if you guys, like, are adjusted to it, but since I've moved here, driving here makes <sighs> me so fucking angry. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. Like, I don't know if it's the traffic or the road construction, like, the endless road construction. <laughs> It's just it's all, all of that. it. Yeah. It's just, it's like so frustrating. And I'm someone who likes to like listen to podcasts and like just peaceful music on the road. But if the road is not drivable and there's too much like commotion going on, I get stressed and frustrated. And I'm like, I don't like feeling like that. Mm-hmm. But here, it's like, I'll. Out the roof. I'm like, right. whoa. Especially Charleston is always oh, wild. Yeah. Out, so I will avoid <laughs> Charleston. Yeah. Until you're like full, like if you're far away enough from like the central part of Charleston, then like you're okay. <laughs> but like by the medical district. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, like here? Yeah. 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 And then if you're going east, like where Huntridge is, Ugh. it's like. It's never ending. I'm stressed yeah. from y'all talking about it. <laughs> it's stressful. It is, yeah. it is. I've learned to like have backup plans mm. on top of backup plans. So like right now, like my commute is like my plan C. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm, I've, I've added 10 extra minutes just so I don't, I'm not anxious going to work. Yeah. <sighs> so you guys pre-plan. Yeah. yeah our, your route? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Whenever I'm in Summerland, I'm like, I'm, I have someone on my tail. I'm like, oh man, mm-hmm. they're out to get me. Yeah, there's so many road ragers here for yeah. what? I'm like, I'm just trying to live. Anywho. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for telling us how you got from... <laughs> Germany to Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. You're like the ultimate migration. Around the world. <laughs> this is, uh, well, this question is, it's kind of gendered, but like, has anyone ever called you a bruja? So, yes. Back in Atlanta, my first apartment, um, my partner and I used to burn sage on the regular mm-hmm. and um, like candles, okay. not thinking anything of it. We weren't doing anything um, witchy, for lack of a better word. But our neighbors, they had young kids, and they would always be scared to come around our house because <laughs> they thought we were brujas. Okay. Wow. So that's the first I've ever been called a witch or bruja anything of that sort okay did you like it did you like scaring that kid she did i got a little thrill out of it i was like oh if she thinks we're like kitchen witches or whatever um i'm down with it sometimes it's fun to scare kids oh my god (laughs) i I love kids but i think it just like it excites them it does when they're younger you ever be in a neighborhood and like you're like that's the haunted house but it's really yes. just like it's not it's, it's nothing at all just yeah. someone living by themselves or something it's like yeah. a, like an urban legend that you just like heard from like a friend yeah <laughs> who decided sure. to just you know they're the Ouija board friend like oh <laughs> supernatural have you guys done Ouija boards? hell no I have oh my god I have I actually would love to do one y'all can do that without me <laughs> okay <fun>. like segment <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think it was my friend doing it, but then some nights she wasn't there and someone was moving, so I don't know if I can know. You're haunted, though. I am. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Spy, what are ways in which, lol, you magically disappoint your parents? So, like, um, like, what have you done to disappoint, like, your parents in terms of, like, your profession or, like, your religion, um, your appearance? anything so this one's just never ending but um, (laughs) i disappoint my parents by not joining the military Um, they've had it like high hopes for me to join the army because we have a long line of relatives who are successful in the army and they're just like you know, if you want to succeed in life, you're going to take this route because, you know, Mm. this is what we've done. And I was like, no, I want to do art. I want to follow my own beat. And um, still to this day, my older sister, she's she's like, look at your brother-in-law. He's so successful. We're so successful. And success is relative. Mm -hmm. Mm, Preach. It just, it kind of like baffles me that they still feed into this ideology of like the military is our end all so i'm still saying no to it (laughs) as you should um and it it's just uh disappointing on them for Mm -hmm. you know thinking i've disappointed it's like a two-way disappointment yeah (laughs) meet me halfway (laughs) 
like we'll agree to disagree yeah. because we'll never agree on the same thing. This is so important because I feel like um, just like nursing, right? It's as long, it's like we have had a long reputation and it's supposed to be easy for our particular ethnicity in these industries because we have a, we have populations there, mm-hmm. but it doesn't actually translate to like fulfillment and success as like, as you said, relatives. So that's, mm-hmm. that's a doozy because. Uh, yeah. Like different ways, different ways of imagining success. Yeah. Right? Have you guys seen Elemental, the Disney movie? I'm not trying to cry. Just, I mean, okay. So it did make me cry, <laughs> okay, okay. but it actually touches up on this, like generational, mm. you know, um, jobs passing on, like uh, duties being passed on to the younger generations. Mm-hmm. And one of the characters, she just flat out says, like, no, I don't want to, you know, upkeep this shop. Like, this is your dream. This is not my dream. Mm. <gasps> And this, it spoke really true to me because I was like, I don't want to fucking join the military. Like, that's not my dream. That's your dream for me that you've predetermined my whole life. But I was also trying to people please and Mm. um, just do what's best for my family. Um, But That's tough. I also want to do what's best for myself because I'm not trying to be happy for the rest of my life. Oh my gosh, so tough. So tough. I have a follow-up question, um, if you don't mind answering. Like, what's the, like, who else in your family is, like, how far back is is the military service? Um, so if I'm, I can only remember up to my great-grandpa. That's deep. That's, that's so deep. Hell, that's, yeah. like, yeah, cause my career. Yeah. And because I kind of broke the cycle because... In my dad's family, I'm the only son. Um, oh, shit. I just, and I'm gay as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just, like... I mean, that we all, know about, yeah. right? <laughs> Are you also the youngest? No, I'm the middle. You're the middle. Yeah, so my older sister, she's about to turn 39, I think. And then my younger sister's 29, so I'm 31, so... Mm. Were your sisters encouraged to enter the service? They actually weren't, but they wanted to join. And my my older sister to this day is like, I regret not joining the military. And I'm like, but you never would have had our my nieces, her daughters. And she's like, well, I would have had something else. I don't like trauma. Wow. <laughs> I'm just and I think this Bang. is guilt tripping me into you know oh, following well, that's interesting the lineage. Like she's feeding into this idea like what's she married military so she's oh so it's kind of by extension yeah by Mm. extension yeah my younger sister she's like a free spirit she could care less like what path i fall on but um maybe because you also set that precedence for being free yeah yeah but she she would have done the navy if um if the military was prevalent Gayest wow. bridge, right? This is so common in Guam, like the the kind the of like the pipeline yeah. because you know it's marketed like wealth and travel, right? Mm-hmm. Right. When it's actually get wealth, out. like it's a big commitment, survival yeah. commitment, trauma, injury, trauma, potential disability, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. High risk, but again, I feel like our you know our population, our you know community is so used to putting our bodies out for labor. Mm, yeah. Is is that also 
um, like a an offshoot to American colonialism of the Philippines? I think so, yeah. Well, it sounds like a thesis project. I, I am I'm smiling underneath my mask at you. Yes. We actually know someone who's an expert in Amer- early American imperialism in the Philippines. Oh, oh for real? Oh. Dr. Tessa Winkleman. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> love to have you back on the show. Oh, my God. I would love to hear her thoughts. Yeah. Or you could get her book. <laughs> <laughs> what a plug. What a plug. Um, the name of the book is... Oh my goodness! Insert this, here. This is so embarrassing. Um, we'll dangerous intercourse. Yes, yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's a... Okay. Well, thank, thank you. you for yeah for sharing that for sharing that because that's really important and I'm mm-hmm. sure there's listeners here who are either in the middle decision or part of a long legacy of yeah militarism. So break the cycle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tough times. Mm. Tough times. But I also I understand too. It's a, well in Guam is such a choice because of. Being low income, right? Like, and then that's like the getting a stipend of wealth. That's like the idea, though, right? Is like targeting minorities, financially vulnerable mm-hmm. folks, and then putting them on the front lines. Yeah, and it is a financial grab because they know they need the money. So yeah, it's like join so you can have this wealth, and that's what got our family right and base access. And, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And governments, you know, stipends or whatever, but mm-hmm. it's like. Who's that really helping in the long run? Mm-hmm. Anywho. Um, wow. <laughs> spicy, um, spicy. <laughs> what a heavy way to move into rats. <laughs> what do we recommend date? Recommend date. Uh, imperialism? Ooh. I'm just kidding. That's in another, uh, that's in another category. Not in the Patreon. <laughs> Um, all right, let's kick it off with some Rex, my friend, our new guest. What's three things you think our audience should know about? Uh, probably some things that they already know. Um, Bottoms, the movie. I don't know if you've <laughs> Ooh, I don't know that. that. I have not seen it, but I know that the, the queers are really yes. into it. Um, I recently watched it on Amazon Prime where you can stream it after oh, buying. Um, and then... It's so funny. What's the plot? Um, so basically, it's written by all females. Okay. Um, and it's this group of girls in high school that basically turn the script around on the teenage jock. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll look that up. Yeah. Mm. Thanks for not giving away too I, many spoilers. I didn't spoilers. want to give too much, but it's I think, hard not to. I know. Um, it's okay. I do think this is going to be a cult classic. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Cult classic. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and then a recent game I've been playing um, is the Bomb Rush Cyberpunk game. Bomb um, Rush? If you guys are into, like, graffiti, skateboard, or roller skating games. <laughs> um, what platform is it on? So I have it on PS5, but if you guys remember, did, did you guys have Xbox games back in the day? No. No. Wow, we failed. We failed. Oh, no. <laughs> so there was this game back in the day called... Um, uh, Crash Bandicoot. That's what I was just <laughs> I was just thinking that. I don't know why that makes me think of Crash Is it like a Tony Hawk? No, it wasn't a Tony Hawk. It was Jet Set Radio Future. Jet Set Radio Future. No. So like, when I first got my Xbox, this is the game that came with it. And I was like, what is this game? Why is it... 
all about graffiti and running from cops. Like, I'm so into this. <laughs> <laughs> what, year? what year? It was, uh, let me say... 2000. Oh, shit! Whoa! Uh, just so Here, the listeners you... know, Daniel has brought out a book. And it's called, It's it just got released. It's called Video Game of the Year. This is not one of my recs, but kind of one of my recs. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what year? 2002. Like, this is so funny because if, if, our, if we're outside of like airplane this. mode, oh God. we would be it's using so my phone. Funny. You see? Oh, my so gosh. It's kind of the same plot as this game, where you basically graffiti the whole city and run away from cops. And okay. Then dance battle with all these oh my other gosh. gangs. What? You, what you what did? a fun time! Yes. What a fun Honestly, time! Let's that. Can we just bring that back as like disputes, like just dance, dance battles? Battle. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh! Yes. <laughs> let's have a dance battle right now. Oh my gosh! I could duck walk. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of videos, yeah. but my knees are not good. But I, you I have, have a passion knees? for. I have a, I have a heart. I have the heart to do it. I can't do duck walks. It's so hard. Well, wait. Speaking of duck walks, so one of the one of the drag queens from like the like the most the the season has just ended with Sasha Colby. Her name's Anitra. Anitra. Ooh. She Vegas. is part Filipino from Vegas. I wonder if we could somehow. Oh my god! Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Let's if there's a the way, do they do shows here? I feel like there there is a big like. Well, there's a lot of contestants from Vegas. Period. Right. Yeah. So I feel like they have something. That, yeah. Going on, or at least like, like a hamburger Marys or something. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're a listener, and you're connected. Hit us on the DMs. Yeah. Or if you know how to connect to Anitra. Hi, Anitra. Hi, Anitra. <laughs> Please come here. You want to get Anitra on the show? Yes. I would love to get Anitra on the show. Let's do it. Okay. I forget, I forget they live in Vegas. Mm-hmm. I know that they're on tour right now. Okay, so that's probably why. But, yeah. But that's all I know. You just have to look up all the, the gay Vegas spots. Oh, the garage. <laughs> the Barana. <laughs> There's actually a new gay club on the strip called The Queen. Or maybe it's just called Queen. But it just opened, I think, two weeks ago. Okay. Um, is that your other rec? That is my other rec. <laughs> I'm yes! just going to segue into that. Um, for, I, for those of you little baddies who are into going to the club, <laughs> can you afford that? Can anyone afford to go to the Queen? The Queen? I can't. <laughs> oh, so it's like, like a high-end Yeah, on the um, strip So it's, I think they're gearing towards high-end But because mm. it's it's kind of like It's on Wedding Row I Okay, it's, it's downtown? Yeah, it's near the stratosphere But okay. not okay. quite the strip Okay, So you can't walk from it from Like, say, Resorts World mm. It's just not a walk But if you were in the Arts District it's like near the Elvis Presley. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I can see where that is. Yeah. Okay, good for them. Keep the prices up. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you have those locals discounts, oh, please. Just a queer discount, you know. Not a bad idea. I am gay. I don't have to pay anything. <laughs> <laughs> this should be like an extra tax for like all the bachelorette parties oh, yeah. that come oh, through. That's yeah. smart. They should. You can Why? take that this idea. This is unofficial consulting. <laughs> take it. <laughs> Honestly, those parties are so annoying. <laughs> I'm just going to say it flat out. Like, yeah. So you heard it here first. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> they come in hordes and then they spill drinks all over everyone. Sure, sure. They get They don't give a fuck, yeah. I know they're having a good time, but like It's homophobic. <laughs> it's a homophobic good time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just You're wasting space. I'm just saying, tell your straight friends. <laughs> what if they're not? <laughs> I <laughs> probably yeah not out them like that yeah 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 <laughs> nicole what are your recs um my recs are firstly the new kylie minogue speaking of gay the new kylie <laughs> minogue album called tension mm. um just released uh and the the single tension and music video are really weird <laughs> but i i love it um the music video kind of like it reminds me of like the early 1980s uh, like like music videos and um, like first discovering uh, like uh, special effects. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it's really corny, <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. Hey. And this album is really horny. So Ooh. someone check in on her. <laughs> is it very disco vibes still? I think it is. It's it's very it's dance for sure. Okay, mm-hmm. it's dance. Look, it's electronic. I do get like some eighties dance vibes in there. Mm-hmm. Okay, and nice. like some nineties dance vibes for sure. Um, but yeah, someone check in on her and I see. Mean, if she's living her best life. Do you she mean really like is? Te- horny tension, like not getting any, or horny tension, like she? Oh, it's like it. the well, like the lyrics are are like, um, oh my god, touch me right there. Oh. oh yeah, so God. she's like horny, okay. which I totally support. And um, I don't know, maybe someone set her up with like a Tracy's dog <laughs> or something. You know, so. <laughs> she looks so good for her. Age. She's got whoever is doing her work is like amazing because because she don't look like melty or anything like that. <laughs> what a word! Like Ooh. she looks appropriately. Snatched. Can I see yes. a recent photo? Yes. Yeah. She's not melty. No, not at all. My second one is um, the Apartment Life YouTube channel. It's mm. just oh. like DJs um, doing sets in an apartment, <laughs> and mm. and they all have like a kind of like a, a khaki brown tan aesthetic. It's like everyone like matches. Mm. It's really cool. Um, I'm really. Obsessed with a DJ Shifa Legero's episode, Legero's episode, at the f- like it's really good beginning to end. But if you go to the forty-two minute mark at thirty seconds, there's a special part there for Jean. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> mouthful. And, and everyone in there is like beautiful. Ooh. Like everyone in the background, everyone DJing, everyone's hot. Okay, so I love a hot crowd. I love that. I'm into it. Um, and then my third recommendation is a book. Who fucking knew, right? <laughs> um, so I started reading Teaching with Tenderness Toward an Embodied Practice by Becky Thompson. Um, I think this is for, like, academic teachers or, like, professors. Oh, like a curriculum? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that this could possibly work for K-12. through um, And I... You know, I, I saw this and I was like, oh, I want this. But I, you know, I have a lot of books that I haven't read. <laughs> Welcome to the like club. I, I have a lot, of, a lot of academic books, especially like when I used to go to the um, National Women's Studies Association conferences and head up like the vendors hall. I would come home with so many books and none of them have been read. 
Um, I think that's valid, though, because, you know, sometimes those radical books don't get reprinted. So you're doing yourself a favor. <laughs> yeah. And you'll read them later. Mm-hmm. And this is coming in handy now as a school counseling student. Just because um, I think that we are also educators in the um, as we like create lesson plans mm-hmm. for and who for knew students. we had to do right. I had no idea, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that teaching with tenderness is going to be really um, clutch when talking to um, educational stakeholders. <laughs> wow, the vocab uh, words here are for sure. Right, right. The jargon, yeah, the, jar- the jargon. Um, I think it'll be much easier than me just showing up as the um, like feminist killjoy that I usually show up as. <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to be nicer. May I ask a follow up question on mm-hmm. this? Would this be in line with gentle parenting? Possibly. Because mm-hmm. I know, I mean, teaching with tenderness, but also I guess you could be a parent and teaching, but yeah. gentle parenting as well. I'm sure there's like overlap because um, Thompson definitely pulled from a lot of different disciplines. Is mm. also yoga. Oh, you know, I so, love some yoga. I know. As I was reading this, I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I got a shavasana after this." <laughs> but um, I'm excited to read the rest of it. I, I just got through the intro. <laughs> when when <laughs> was it published? Oh, sorry. sorry. No, no, we love was, book reading. This don't is we? like it's pretty new. Um, it's from University of Illinois Press. Twenty. Well, I guess not. Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen was a good year for me. Yeah. What was the beginning of the pandemic? 2017? No. Wait, was it? No, no, 2020. 2020. I don't know what pandemic I'm living in. <laughs> 2017? Are you from the future or the past? What's happening? You're crying everywhere. Oh, shit. I'm scared. Just kidding. 2017 was legit, like, traumatic for me. <laughs> I think that's when I met you. I, I, yeah, you're not the trauma part, oh, though. okay. So. <laughs> like, 2017 is when I moved here. Yeah, golden year for me. It was, like, it was both great oh, and yeah. terrible. <laughs> so... Save it for the Patreon. Ah! <laughs> okay, thank you for your racks. Daniel? Yes. Um, my first one, I'm just so fucking hungry. Um, <laughs> sauteed mushrooms and onions, and you just put it on rice. Yum. Like, no meat, nothing else, just sauteed mushrooms and onions. That shit rocks my world. Okay, so like crimini mushrooms? Like, does the mushroom matter? Any any mushrooms. Do you put oil on it? Well, yeah. So put it, put oil. Just like cut, ch- chop it up. Put oil in the pan. Just let it like, let it like simmer in there. Just like let it cook, let it fry, and all that shit. And then you just dump it in like, uh, like a bowl of rice. Okay, I'm so glad there was instructions because I would have just put like raw onions and fucking raw mushrooms on my rice and be like, okay. <laughs> no, sauteed. That's, sauteed. That's the key word, Gene. <laughs> well, do you caramelize or do you just saute oh oh that is that is uh, a good point i caramelize um so like the onions have gotten like brown and like almost slimy yes um and then like the mushrooms are like i usually get just like the white button mushrooms and i don't take them out until they're almost like dark brown Mm -hmm. that shit's good okay we'll do another video yeah yeah (laughs) yes and it's cheap we need to do it yeah um, but yeah, I love I love that. Um, second uh, thing, especially that it's spoopy season. <laughs> um, I've been watching a lot of like creepy mystery YouTube channels. No, thank you. Um, 
my uh, my recommendations is to go like go watch Nexpo N E X P O and uh, Nick Crowley, um, N I C K C R O W L E Y, and literally it's just like you can tell that they're film um, film students. Mm. Um, so like it's very like filmy. It's very like art house. Art house. Um, almost a little like um, what's there's a trend. Uh, of video games where everything is just like VHSy. Oh, is it like a liminal spaces? Liminal space. Okay, kind yeah, of thing. I. Yeah. yeah, that's fucking creepy. <laughs> it's, I. It's good though. I'm scared um, right now. And like the topics too are about like internet mysteries. Um, like sometimes it'll be like a Reddit post where like you know like people update like their like what's <laughs> what's happening with them, and then sometimes all of a sudden like, they just stop posting. So people start investigating what's happening, <laughs> like stuff like that. Gene, um, Gene is not okay. I'm stressed <laughs> out. <laughs> um, I mean, like sometimes there'll there'll be like a happy ending, oh, which good. is great. Um, but sometimes it's just like and and we have not gotten an update on this person <laughs> forever. Wow. And I'm just like forever. Yeah, and like what the fuck is happening? But like it's so good. Um, next bill if you want the creeps. Nick Crowley if you want the info. I want the creeps. Um, They're like abandoned malls. Yeah. <laughs> abandoned office spaces. Yeah, yeah, those are really creepy. Like liminal spaces. Like I think they, they I think they've come together to create I think another YouTube channel all about or like a an ARG alternative reality game um, about liminal spaces. It's like a it's like creepy um, vaporwave. Yeah. Yeah. Gene <laughs> yeah. um, is just shaking her head like, get me the fuck out of here. Can, can I tell like one small <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, but if like... You're walking like, me to the parking lot. <laughs> okay, I could do that. Um, so like, one of the things that like just gave me like the heebie-jeebies, I'm not going to tell you like what happens, but so there's a, there's a married couple who had, uh, who've just gotten pregnant. Um, and you know, like they're carrying the baby. Um, they're like making sure that the baby's okay. We come to find out that the dad had history when he was younger, um, of like he got in trouble um, okay, by okay. the law. But then he hasn't done anything. Um, and then all of a sudden, like they get like a visitor at their house, and they're just like, "Hi, we just want to make sure that like this house is okay for the baby to live in." I'm from uh, Child Protective Services. What? <laughs> And then, so, like, she posted on Reddit and was just like, is this normal? Side note, it's not. That's all I'm going to say. No, just finish it! Oh, okay. So, like, <laughs> so they started, like, okay, so they started talking to, like, people on Reddit. And they're like, no, it's not, like, that's not what, like, Child Protective Services is. And also, what child are we talking about? Like, the, the child is still in the belly. Child? Yeah. Um, so then, like, they, they, like, the, the parents ended up having to do, like, some investigations on, like, this person, come to find out, um, apparently, in America, there, there's a lot of people who pose as, um, CPS, like, officers, to kind of, like, scope out the area, or scope out the house, and then kidnap the baby. Oh, That's elaborate! Um, but, the thing is, is that, like, the, the two parents, after they posted it, and, like, did, like, investigations and all that stuff, like people on Reddit never heard from them ever again. So some people are like, is this true? Or is this, <laughs> is this just like a story to get like Reddit likes? Or did this actually happen and like they're just staying away from like social media? <laughs> like stuff like that. Like, no, I want to do some like investigative 
work on this. Yeah. Um, and then also they have like creepy media of like videos that like are on YouTube, but like no one has ever seen other than like one or two people. <laughs> like stuff like that. It's weird. How'd you get into this? Um, I like there was one video that was just like facts about aliens. And I'm like, sure, whatever. Like, like I'll, I'll watch it. And then all of a sudden, like all of my like other videos are but just about like creepy shit. And I'm like, cool, okay. I guess I'll keep watching. I, I listen to it while I cook, and sometimes... You scare yourself. Yeah, sometimes I feel a tug, like, at my <laughs> sweater. And I'm just like, who is that? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I just love creeping myself out. Oh, um, my God. And then the my last rec, <laughs> uh, to end on kind of, like, a, a happier sad note, or a happy, happier note. Happy sad note. note. Um, I recently read a uh, a graphic novel called Stamp from the Beginning. Um, It was originally, I think, a a nonfiction text that ended up being translated for kids. And now it's a graphic novel by um, Dr. Ibram X. Kendi. Um, It is a graphic novel that kind of, uh, what is it called? Outlines the systematic implementation and legalization of, of racism in America. Wow. So they start talking about like, all right, let's talk about Thomas Jefferson and how like, yeah, he's the forefather of like our country, but he's actually also very racist. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about like, um, like they also talked about, like they talked about the, the big American. Like moments. Moments. Yeah, yeah. Um, they also talked about like the. Uh, the people that are very like at the forefront of like civil rights, like um, like Martin Luther King um, and Malcolm X, but also they brought in the fact that like yeah, sometimes Malcolm X and Martin Luther King were also kind of problematic. Um, That's sure. So it's yeah. also kind of like it's comprehensive. Mm. Um, it's talking to us about like in like why racism exists in America, mm-hmm. but also at the same time like criticizes the people who also are. F- fighting against or fighting racism which is like interesting to me um i want to read to you one quote that i like it's in the graphic novel martin luther king is saying this but i think it's the author kind of just having creative license um this is what mlk said in the graphic novel (laughs) um it's supposed to be like it's inspired by the i have a dream speech This is what MLK in the graphic novel says. I have a dream that one day those folks that called me a troublemaker will pretend that they always supported me. And I have a dream that one day conservative politicians all across this great land will misquote me in order to win a political argument. I have a dream that white girls will tweet out Black Lives Matter on my birthday and change their profile pictures to images of me but will not do anything for our cause but will do everything for the gram. I said that I have that dream. I was just like, dude, this Martin Luther King is is spicy, <laughs> but I feel like that's something that, like we in our generation and like in this moment should kind of like start thinking about because mm-hmm. we do have people who are, who say these things but don't truly believe it. Like so performative, like, yeah, performative, yeah. yeah. And I was just like, if Martin Luther King was alive today, he would literally say that. I mean, his kids say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. That reminds me of another. <laughs> A book that's coming out uh, next year. I think it's called, like, Mean Girl Feminism. How White Feminists Gaslight, Gatekeep, and Girl Boss by Kim Hong Nguyen. All Genius. right. Okay, numero uno. Um, you know, I do love me candy, and I do love me Halloween for the candy. So uh, I'm, my first book is the bulk food section of Winco. Just think it's, like, 
those candy stores in the mall, but like on steroids. Oh yeah. Mm. So, um, go ahead and scoop yourself a bag of whatever you want. So that's my number one rack. Um, I do like those candle tasting textured uh, pumpkins, mellow creams. Are those like they're like candy thick, corn? Yeah, okay, it's they're like the a, thick candy corns. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Number two, Schemo's Coffee in Henderson. Um, one of your baristas keeps giving me not the size I want, like a <gasps> larger size. So shout out to you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're doing it. I'm tr- really trying to cut back on like my uh, green tea matcha like wiring me because you know coffee already wires me too hard um, and gives me chest pain. So. <laughs> I have to, like, save the watered-down version the next day, but thanks. Is that an allergy to caffeine? Maybe, or just chronic high blood pressure. Aging. (laughs) Aging. Problems. (laughs) Um, Lastly, Dapper Donuts in Henderson. It's on Horizon Ridge. I forget what the other cross street is. Okay, they're like those donuts. You know when you go to the, like, county fair, and they're, like, they're like a fresh little dough and they like flip over. Mm-hmm. But they're called Dapper Donuts because you can ask for toppings on them. <gasps> it's uh. so fun, y'all. It's so delicious. I also think that they're kind of part of the family of a funnel cake. I was gonna Don't say, you think? Sounds like a funnel cake. Right? But funnel cake is like wild and out and don't. <laughs> just like, <laughs> bloop. Um, <laughs> bloop. The, that's the hierarchy of a pastries i was trying to <laughs> explain for all of you through sounds through sounds yeah, yeah. all right any last words for our guest today what a great time Padam. <laughs> i hear it in my lungs what, what, what's our, what are the lyrics Padam. <laughs> okay <laughs> i don't know that should we play the song oh no it's copyright Oh, yeah. We'll play it later. <laughs> we'll put in the show notes I'm so not, you can YouTube a Yeah, I'm not time. trying to get kicked out before the residency <laughs> starts, okay? I paid a lot of money for this show. <laughs> oh, snap. That's right. Um, all right, listeners and friends, this is Gene. This is Daniel. This is Nicole. And this is why. Put on.